following program is brought to you by B-Plus Player Radio. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests therein and do not necessarily reflect the views of this network, our affiliates, or our sponsors. For more information, please visit us on Facebook and Twitter at B-Plus Radio. And now, it's showtime, folks! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look. Rest in 101, class is in session Pay attention to the teachings, that's from Andrew and Derek I mean these guys making the killer with no competition Dynamic duo better than the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys Everybody make some noise, mess with them, you get destroyed They cannot be beat, take a seat Watch them do they thing on the MIC Face defeat, they cannot be seen like JC Oh my goodness, it's in killing spree ah! to Wrestling IQ 101. I'm Andrew alongside Derek. You. And you can follow Wrestling IQ 101 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wrestling IQ 101. And today we're sitting with Overtime, TJ Crawford. How's it going, man? It's going good. Thank you guys for having me again. This is a, it's been a while since I've been here last time I was here. I was with the, my old partner, the Flamingo, Freddie IV. So it's uh, it's yeah. been probably over, over a year yeah. since I've been here. So Excited to be back. A lot of changes, all for the good. Yeah, all for the, yeah. all for the good, all for the good. A lot of different uh, career mo- career moves for me. Me and Freddie have gone our se- separate ways, and we've both taken our careers in different different paths. And I think they're both been pretty good, pretty good so far. So definitely. Yeah. So I mean, since we started off with that, we might as well let's let's go into <laughs> that first. Um, you know, how was it like? You know, that first separation of you two you know you guys were a pretty successful tag team and then it's like you know you guys are separating with your own ways you know how was that first initial like feeling of that separation uh it was w- really weird at first actually um i w- i actually was the one who initiated us uh kind of not being a team anymore and it was nothing personal against freddie it was nothing personal against brody it was just um i was not comfortable in that uh tag team format it was just nothing. It was something that I wasn't. I never really aspired to be growing growing up as a wrestling fan. I never saw myself as a tag team wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, you know, instead of dra- dragging it out and being miserable for the entire time that I'm there in the team, uh, I figured I would, you know, cut it loose while while I could. And you know, while I'm still early on in my career, and I'm, I can, you know, take whatever ideas that I have and use them for myself instead of having to um, pretend to be something that I'm not, if that makes sense. Sure, but, you know, that led you to an impact taping, right? I mean, you know, why cut a good thing going when when you're getting the notoriety? Yeah, um, I mean, the impact thing was something, it kind of came out of of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Um, we We got a call probably about two days before the impact tapings that they sure. were doing at, uh, at Melrose. And they needed like a small tag team uh, to wrestle Desi Hit Squad. And <laughs> I mean, there's probably there's anybody smaller than me and Freddie. We were two of the smallest guys that were, uh, were there helping out. So we just, uh, it just kind of like, we just fit that mold of what they, what they needed for that, that time. I think it would have, you know, it could have been, me and him, whether we were teaming up or not teaming up, it just so happened that okay. we were we were a, ta- a tag team at the time. Um, that was actually probably one of the last appearances that I think we had as the Beach Bums was on Impact. So, hell of a way to go out, I guess. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Or a hell of a start, right? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> See, I always uh, felt like, you know, just like seeing you guys separate and um, just seeing Freddie, uh, you know, go his way as well. I always felt like Beach Bums, it was more of a Freddy thing than it was a TJ thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it, def- it definitely was. So, that, like, that fits him. That, that's him. Yeah. He's the Beach Bum, you know what I mean? Yeah, for, uh, for, I know Freddy grew up um, 
like I, I know his family had a had a house down in uh in LBI. So Freddie grew up on the on the yeah. beach. He grew up in that that lifestyle. So that came it came so naturally to him because that was he wasn't playing a character. He was just being himself, True. which um I always felt is in wrestling what you should be. You shouldn't have to portray anything that you're not. You should be able to um, express yourself in being who you are and. The beach bum is, is who Freddie is. Yeah. So it just and I'm 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 glad to see. He, I mean, right now he's hurt, but uh, once he gets back, it's gonna be he's gonna be tough to stop because he uh, he's determined to to get his career back on track and get himself yeah. get yeah, himself out out there a lot a lot more. He so. was killing it at SWF and at Monster Factory. I mean, yeah, Freddie uh, he was uh, <laughs> what the Monster Factory Supersonic Champion. So yeah. when I seen that, I <laughs> texted him right away and. Uh, to my congratulations. So that was a, it was a cool moment to see. Yeah, that's kind of cool that, you know, you guys uh, still keep in touch and you guys are still friendly with each other. Um, one of the things I liked about the Beach Bums is that you guys would do the vlogs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I saw you do one uh, with Jay Enterprise. Uh, yeah, and, we did a... Uh, Charlie. You kicked Charlie and they, they were picking on you for taping up your hands and stuff like that. <laughs> do you like this vlog kind of stuff? Or, uh... The, it, uh, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not super into it. I don't do the vlogs like I'm on my own, but... Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Freddie Freddie was always really big into doing it because Freddie was huge on YouTube and Twitter and all kinds of social social media. Oh. Uh, so for, so any chance Freddie got to put content out there it was <laughs> we were eating at Chick Fil A and Freddie is just it, with the camera right in our faces <laughs> trying to to get 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 something and uh, and Jay Enterprises. If you go on his YouTube channel, he has videos of him reviewing movies. Yeah, he's, he's uh, yeah, he's doing he does a lot lot so. Uh, I enjoy being in them. I don't enjoy doing them because I have I've had to edit uh, a vlog before, mm-hmm. so and it's not it's not fun. <laughs> no, it's not fun at all. I can only imagine what the Bucks do, right? Because they they do those um, kind of things all the time. Yeah, they're, they're with being elite and all that, and like they probably r- pants them like. Well, I, I, don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I think those first couple ones, right? Because yeah. hey, when they're first when they're first starting out, they're probably just they're yeah. sitting, sitting at home just yeah. like everybody else, just True. doing, doing I, it I've themselves. Heard, I think Nick or Matt say, yeah, they like spent hours like editing this stuff, and like that's funny. Like, well, especially yeah. especially those guys, you know, wrestling is that's their their career. Job, they yeah. make they make all of their money. Just with wrestling and all their merchandise, so they, they kind of have they they have that that free time kind of I guess in between yeah. traveling on the roads to, to edit edit everything. They're sure. sitting sitting on a plane, yeah. you know. If you're on a plane for for five, six, seven hours, whatever it may be, you just you know, edit the video the entire time. Yeah. Uh, entire time. I've done that on long drives, edit uh, highlight videos together, stuff like that. Yeah, so I've seen you have a couple on your page. Yeah, yeah, Good yeah. Stuff, yeah, I'm really, really into. Just kind of like I'll just randomly if I have nothing to do I'll just grab a bunch of clips and just throw them together with a random song and see, you know I just like to get that content out there as much as possible. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, you know this was a big change for you. Before you used to live in Chicago, yep. and then you moved to Jersey. I'm pretty sure that was a huge change for you. What are like the differences from you living over there in Chicago and then coming to Jersey? Uh, yeah. Everyone thinks it is like a huge change for me, but it, I actually was born in Jer- in Jersey. Okay. Um. So I lived in Jersey until I was eight, uh-huh. and then my dad retired from the fire department. Uh, we moved to Chicago, which is where my mom's side of the family's from. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, li- the lifestyle that I lived in Chicago and that I live here isn't really too different because in Chicago I had my family, yeah. uh, my mom's family all close to me. My uh, my aunt, my grandma lived upstairs from me. Uh, my aunts lived down the street. I have family just all over my neighborhood, and even in Jersey, when I moved back, I was living with my uncle, so I would see him, my cousins, uh, my aunts all the time. Like I would see them all the time. I'm very family oriented. I love spending time with my family. I don't spend as much time with them as I probably should. But that's just because I'm constantly traveling, constantly doing uh, the wrestles, as we used to say. <laughs> so, yeah. Now there's. One very important question: Who has better pizza, Chicago or New Jersey? That's uh, an important question. It is very important <laughs> question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say New York probably has better pizza than, than <laughs> Jersey, <laughs> but um, you know, Chicago has the the classic deep dish pizza. But I'm not a huge fan of of deep dish pizza. I don't yeah. like a lot of sauce. It's it's just not not for me. I brought my girlfriend out to Chicago a few weeks ago. And she was like, "Oh, we gotta try Chicago pizza. We gotta have Chicago pizza." Yeah. And I was like, "You don't want Chicago pizza. I'm not a huge fan of it." Um, 
but I guess I would say Chicago pizza is probably better, but not the deep dish style pizza. Um, there's like a certain pizzeria that's uh, not wasn't too far from where I lived in Chicago that I like would only get pizza from there. So that's just I guess I'm just uh, inclined to like I'm just gravitate more towards that yeah, than yeah, I am you. anything else. I got you, got you. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep the food thing going here for a second. <laughs> sheets or Wawa? Sheets. Really? I definitely I definitely put sheets up there. Um, <laughs> Especially with the beach bumps, we did a lot of uh, a lot of like Pennsylvania shows, mm-hmm. um, like near like near Pittsburgh. So there's only sheets out there. So like every almost every weekend we were just eating we were eating sheets every single weekend. So I just I don't know. I just I'm a I'm a sheets guy. I guess. What's the best thing to get there? Um, so even if you if you ever have Freddie on again mm-hmm. and you ask him the same question, we're both gonna give you the same answer. Yeah. It's the quesarito. With the it's the double wrap quesarito. It has cheese, it has a wrap, melted cheese, another wrap, and you get like steak, chicken, whatever you want to oh, get in there. But the quesarito is that's the go-to. That right. is the go-to. Quesarito and the cinnamon pop, the cinnamon poppers. <laughs> cinnamon those are poppers? The, those are the two go-tos for me. So <laughs> right. I have to ask him about that next time. We yeah, go. definitely. Yeah, definitely. So we kind of talked about a little bit about you uh, being on impact with uh, and being a part of Beach Bones. Um, like, can you just tell us, like, how was that experience, and, like, what did you, what did you gain from it overall? Um, it was, I was, so I was really nervous going it, going into it, because I've never done, uh, TV wrestling before, mm-hmm. um, I didn't, I was just really nervous that I wasn't going to be in the right spots, I wasn't going to know where cameras were, I wasn't going to know how to, um, like, react if something were to go wrong, yeah. and... Uh, me and like me and Freddie were both like ins- insanely nervous going into it, and it was actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. The uh, the referees and the producers and the cameramen are constantly telling you where to look, mm-hmm. where to do, where to just they're just constantly telling you what what to do, and it just from the second you walk through the curtain to the second you walk back through the curtain, um, it's almost like you it's almost like you have your own earpiece in. And they're just constantly, like I said, they're constantly telling you st- what to do. So it took a lot of that uh, that nervousness away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the biggest thing I gained from it was um, learning how to work a TV a TV style uh, match. Because um, obviously the go- the end goal in wrestling is to make it to the WWE. Um, so once you get there, that's you know you're gonna be doing that every week, working at working a TV style. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing that I gained from that, and it definitely boosted my confidence up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I definitely I struggle with <laughs> with with confidence issues. Um, I'm always I'm I'm, I'm a per- probably a perfectionist. I like to I like to make sure everything's like all right. We got A B C D. Like I make sure everything is like on point. Um, so that's de- like the impact thing definitely helped me gain yeah. uh, more confidence going forward. Definitely, that's pretty cool. That that helped you like that. Um, I was there in the touching with you and Anthony Bowens going out. Was that the first time that you went out as overtime? That's uh, the first time I recall. That wasn't the first time that I've done it. That was ah. the first time I did it for WrestlePro. Okay. Um, the first time I did it was a show in Pennsylvania, um, NTW. Um, I just kind of went to hang out with, uh, with Beefcake and, you know, I had the, the new gear on me and, you know, that was the first, like I said, that was the first time that I actually... Um, got to do it. I was only out there for about three, four minutes. It was so, so real, something real small. But um, with Bowens, it was probably the first um, like full match and full like singles match that I had as um, as overtime. Yeah, I mean, you went out there and the crowd was behind you. Were you nervous before you went out there because you know you had so much success and now this is a drastic change for you, mm-hmm. for you or the audience to see you as this. Uh, maybe not so much for you. Knowing that, uh, you know this, this that wasn't that character wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that persona, how nervous were you for that reaction? Um, I w- so I, yeah, I definitely was a little nervous because, again, it's it's you. It's not like it was a slow transition into this. It was something that kind of just, all right. One day I was a beach bum, and the next day I'm overtime. It's yeah. Um, but. I definitely was, like I said, I was nervous, but I wasn't as nervous because I was in the ring with Anthony Bowens, someone who, 
who has mentored me since since the day I started. He uh, his mom grew up with my my uh, dad and my uncles, um, and his dad is really good friends with my cousin's uncle. So he's his family and my family have been very very close. And he's hmm. like I said, he's been a mentor. He's been very supportive of everything of me, and he's helped me out more than I could have ever asked him to. Yeah, it's crazy because he, he's done that for other wrestlers too. Yeah, and uh, and it's crazy because, you know, he has all the tools and he is the five-two player. <laughs> he's got he's got all five of them, man. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, it's just a matter of time before you know we start seeing your hard work probably on TV and him on TV, and we're rooting for you guys to to do that for sure. Yeah, and definitely. Um, and talking about you know just WrestlePro, just tell us you know how was it you know just being in the Creator Pro. Um, you know, training under Pat Buck, and um, just everything you gained from that. I'm pretty sure just being around Pat is just like a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, just to get definitely, from. it definitely is. We got yeah, Pat ha- has so much knowledge to drop on everybody, and he, uh, you know, the news actually broke today. I don't know when this is the the day this is going to air, but the mm-hmm. day of recording, uh, the news broke that Pat is now signed as a producer for the WWE. Yeah. So that was just. Some, that was like a really cool thing to w- kind of wake up to and see and yeah. see that. Yeah. Um, he definitely des- he deserves that. I think more than anybody, he um, you know he he he's trained me from from scratch. He uh, he's he's helped he's helped me out a lot. He's given me opportunities that I might not have even been ready for, and it was a sink or swim moment for me. Um, but the other guys that helped train there, Dan Moff, who has again. Like a Bowens has helped me out more than I could have ever asked him to. Never asked for for him to take any sort of liking to me or anything like that. I always just, you know, wanted to gain as much knowledge from him as possible. And he uh, he took me and helped shape me into. I would say, I would say Dan Moff probably shaped me into more of what I am today than anybody anybody else. He inst- he uh, he helped me find that uh, aggression and toughness. Uh, that he has, so he helped me. He definitely helped me. Uh, helped me find that within myself. Yeah, he's especially a rare breed too, because he can do singles action and and, and tag team action. Yeah. Uh, probably, you know, just as be- just as well as anybody from either or, right? Cause yeah. He knows both of them like back this hand. I mean, the legendary hit squad. He's doing this thing now with Santa Slaughter, and plus, I mean, he was silver pro, you know, silver wrestle pro champion. Yep. Uh, Russell uh, and uh, Jersey All Pro champion and just amazing stuff with that, uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, let me ask you that. That I just mentioned. Um, you, know, you you did some tag team matches at Wow against uh, some tag teams that you were familiar with. Uh, uh, Job Security and you teamed up with Adam Bazaar. How weird was that? You know, <laughs> knowing that your normal tag team partner, you know, wasn't in your corner. You had somebody else watching your back on that one. Yeah, that was a. Uh... That was a bizarre. Yeah, that was very, <laughs> very bizarre. Um, Adam uh, trains like he trains at the Creator Pro New Jersey School. Um, so, and I think at that that point he was maybe about a year about a year into his training. Um, but I mean, he's he's a, he's a great great kid. I think he he he's, he's gonna he's gonna do well do well in wrestling if he, he's got to keep his head. Head straight, keep his confidence levels up. That's the biggest thing I can always tell anybody is just, to just be confident in, in everything. Because if you're confident in yourself, the fans are gonna they're gonna see that, and it's gonna make them connect with you a lot more. But that was a, that was a that was a fun a fun time. I actually I enjoyed teaming up with uh with Adam there against uh, job security because I know I know everything that job security's got. Yeah, right. I know everything you know, about them. But it was funny too because you uh you faced uh. The Lost Boys, and you were teaming up with Sean Donovan, another guy who's an expert tag team wrestler. <laughs> I, I guess I, I find myself with a lot of different tag partners. I didn't <laughs> right. realize it until you bring it up. Um, but Sean, Sean Donovan, uh, again, he's another, another one who's helped, who's, who's helped helped me out a lot. So it was fun. To, it was fun to get to team up team up with him and uh, <laughs> send the apron and watch him and watch him do his thing. Uh, but yeah, it's just. Even though I'm technically a singles wrestler now, mm-hmm. it's still always fun to just jump into a random tag team and have random tag team matches because they can be they are fun when you get when uh, you got the right opponents and you got the right partner. They are fun. So sure, yeah, definitely. And how how does it feel now that you know knowing that 
Pat Buck has such a you know a prominent role with WWE. You know, being a part of Russell Pro, wrestling for Russell Pro, this is like really big opportunity for all of you guys now because now I'm pretty sure there's gonna be more eyes that are gonna be watching you guys that can lead to bigger opportunities for all of you guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the mo- there's if there's more eyes on Russell Pro now, that means more opportunities that could come in the future, and that just means that everybody in the locker room has to step their game up now because there's going to be uh, more eyes and uh, higher ups uh, look watch, watching our product. So now it's just time to it's time to get to work and it's time to show show the world what uh, what Russell Pro is all about. Sure, and the cool thing about him too, prior to this news breaking, was that he already, he already had been in the system. He knew what people were looking for. He he yeah. knew how to you know, conduct yourself back there and, and all this stuff. And he, he parlayed that stuff to you guys. You know, you know, he said himself, you know, just because he didn't make it to TV, you know, he still learned the tools to be a great, I mean, he is a great wrestler and he learned the tools how to do that and he learned the tools how to fit into their society uh, for sure. Yeah, he, uh, you know, was being signed, signed with OVW uh, back in the early 2000s mm-hmm. and uh, recently going down to the Performance Center when he would come come back you know, he would drop all the knowledge that he can from what he learned uh, down there, from the different stuff that he's seen, stuff that he that they're looking for. He would relay, relay that uh, back to us. You know, we'd run some of the drills that they would run down there to just kind of get everybody ready because you never know who's going to get an opportunity to go down there for a tryout. So Sure, that's pretty selfless, you know. You know, he could have just bottled that up and kept it to himself, but, you know, that's kind of, it kind of tells you the person that he is if he goes and he's like, to his students, like this is what you guys have to do, mm-hmm. uh, instead of just being like, "Oh, I know what to do," and <laughs> you know, screw you guys. It's kind of cool <laughs> that that he didn't do that, and uh, he, he should be commended for that. Yeah, definitely. And um, recently, um, you know, you wrestled outside of the country in um, the United Kingdom. Yes, uh, I did. LDN wrestling. Um, just tell us, like, how was that experience, and you know, how was the culture of wrestling different there than it is here in the states? Uh. Yeah, so the the LDN tour was that was probably that was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my entire life. That was my first time wrestling outside of the or actually no, because I wrestled in Can- in Canada a couple yeah. weeks before that. That was my first time uh, doing a full length tour. Yeah. Uh, I was there for ten for ten days. Mm-hmm. Um, we did nine nine shows, and you wrestle uh, two two matches a night. Mm-hmm. So in the span of nine night nine nights, I had eighteen matches. So just that that alone is just that experience uh, helped me out a lot. Um, but the wrestling over there is definitely a lot a lot different, uh, especially with the LDN uh, promotion. They run more uh, family oriented shows uh, in like the in theaters. It's not the the classic you know all four sides of the ring are covered with fans. Yeah. It's just one side. Yeah. Only one side is covered with, with fans in a theater platform so it's like it goes all the way up uh but i made a lot of really cool connections down uh let's just say over there uh i got to share share a hotel with uh insanely rude and channing thomas guys from up in uh, new england so that was my first time spending like an extended period of time with those guys mm-hmm. uh so it was really cool to hang out with them and uh you know just and meet different people from different uh who get trained by different minds than you do and you can pick their brain and they can pick your brain and you can figure out what they what their trainers teach them or what their the promotions that they work for mm-hmm. are looking for and vice versa so it's a, it was a really really cool experience awesome. uh, to do that awesome well, who has better pizza UK definitely definitely yeah I remember we were sitting backstage at Synergy and you were telling me some of the stories that from there but the one thing I, I picked up from that was that you ran into Aaron Bradley out there and uh, on September 20th you and him have a non-sanctioned match there's no entrances there's no hoopla it's just you know this company has washed their hands of the two of you uh, can you talk about that? Yeah so we were over like you said, over in the United Kingdom American Murder Society came over on the tour and my mindset going into it was I'm not going to have any interactions with Aaron Bradley. I'm going to keep myself as separated from him as possible. I don't want any altercations overseas. And 
you know, I'm in the ring before a show and just uh, just warming up, get myself ready to go. And he uh, he took advantage of an opportunity, and you know, the security camera footage shows it on the Synergy Pro Wrestling page. Mm-hmm. Um, he just he jumped me from from behind, and you know, it's I got my hands on him at the last show, but now if Synergy Pro Wrestling has nothing to do with it, there's nothing that I won't do. So I'm looking forward to the unsanctioned match. I'm looking forward to giving Aaron Bradley what uh what he has coming. Definitely. Now, talking to Aaron recently, you know, he told us, you know, it was it was funny what you said, like, in the beginning. It stuck to me because you said, um, you know, you left being a beach bum because you felt like that wasn't you. And, you know, when Aaron was sitting here and we were talking to him, he said, you being a beach bum wasn't you. You being overtime wasn't you. Like, you, he's trying to save you from yourself. That's what he said he's trying to do. So, for who you are now... What do you want fans to know, like, who T.J. Crawford is and what should, more importantly, what should Aaron Bradley know who T.J. Crawford is? Well, Aaron Bradley doesn't know me very well, so uh, Aaron Bradley thinks that this overtime persona that I'm trying to play isn't me, um, but this is more me than it it gets. I'm not trying to, you know, put on a, a mask and pretend to be something that I'm not. Over time, it's just I've I grew up in Chicago. I grew up on the streets of Chicago. I grew up fighting for everything I've ever want ever wanted, and I could have stayed in Chicago. I could have stayed in college. I could have gotten an education, but professional wrestling is what I've always wanted to do, and I took advantage of an opportunity, and my my mindset and my I've always believed that if you work hard for something, you're gonna get it. If you always if you put your mind mind to something you can achieve whatever you want to and people always ask me what is overtime that that's it that's what overtime is it's not you know yes it's a play on the uh, on ba- on basketball and all kinds of sports references um, but when I look at over when I think about overtime it's pushing yourself the extra mile and pushing yourself to be better than you think you are uh, so. If Aaron Bradley has a problem with that, then I'll see him September 20th. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's time for you to get yourself over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think a more important question is, are you going to be wearing jeans? It's not really a street fight, an unsanctioned fight, unless you're wearing jeans and knee pads. I've gotten this question from a few people. They're like, well, you're, you know, it's not an actual match, so, like, what are you going to wear? Are you going to wear jeans and, like, you like boots or like what are you gonna wear and <laughs> what I would wear in a street fight or in a an alley fight or any sort of like any sort of fight would just be some some basketball shorts and a t-shirt oh, man. so I'm yeah. going in there with basketball shorts a t-shirt I'll probably just put my kick pads on just because I plan on kicking Aaron Briley nice. really really hard so uh yeah it's gonna be Kick pads, some basketball shorts, and a and a cutoff t shirt. Yeah, well, you're gonna have to be there at Synergy to see yeah. the whole attire. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Because there are so. there, there there might there might be a little uh, there might there might be little hints in there of uh of of stuff from the past, stuff going forward. So you never know. You got to be there to find out. Yeah, you know, and that's in Hillsborough, New Jersey, and then of course that's September twentieth. And, uh, you know, that's Aaron Bradley's birthday, so that'd be a hell of a present to give him, right? Oh, I'm going to give him I'm gonna give him the best <laughs> birthday gift that he could ever ask for. Well, that is one way to celebrate a birthday, I guess, you know? <laughs> it's uh, Synergy's birthday, too. Well, it wouldn't be my ideal. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, but that is incredible that that match is going to take place. You know, uh, one thing I, I want to talk to you about, because, you know, there at Synergy, right, here you come in, and now you're... You know, fairly part of new to the roster. You weren't there in the beginning of the uh, of their initial birth, but since then you have come in and showed so much heart and dedication, uh, and the fans can see that. And it wasn't that long ago where you won that battle royal, and and you picked KTB, and I was like, you know, he is the measuring stick of Synergy. I mean, he he was the the runner up against Matt Tremont for the Synergy title. I mean, he I think he only has like one loss. In synergy, right? So, you know, how is it looking across the ring from him, knowing that this is this is the biggest challenge in that company? Definitely. Uh, so you said like I wasn't with synergy from the start. I was uh, my first show was November twenty fourth, 
I believe it was Synergy 8. They did the, it was the Black Saturday show. Um, you know, I Colin had just me- messaged me. I had, uh, I had messaged him before to, you know, I was going to come hang out, help out at a few Synergy shows. And he, uh, he shot me a message, said he had an open spot uh, against Matt McIntosh, somebody who I've wrestled uh, before, somebody who I trained with, somebody um, who I was very excited to step into the ring with. Um, but like you said, go, winning the, the match against against Aaron and uh, J.P. Grayson uh, and then challenging KTV, that was just kind of me wanting to prove myself, not only to the Synergy fans, but to my, prove something to myself, prove that I can hang with someone like Kyle the Beast who has traveled all over the country, traveled all over the world. You know, he wrestles for, for GCW, he's wrestled up in Canada, he's wrestled for Beyond. Uh, I wanted to see if I could hang with somebody like that. So that was definitely my mindset going into it. Um, you know, can I ch- challenge myself? Can I beat somebody who has done uh, all of this, who has done every, everything that I want to accomplish? So that was my, uh, yeah, that was... I'm still, I think I'm still hurting from that match. That, <laughs> that was that you, was rough. Do you have any regrets of picking him? Because you know you you could have uh, picked a lighter challenge, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, uh, I like I like a challenge. I like to to test myself. Uh, I don't have any regret any regrets of picking uh, uh, Kyle the Beast, but uh, I think <laughs> probably like the midpoint of the match, I thought to myself, why did I do this? <laughs> right. And then after the match, you know, uh, I, I looked I. Self-reflected and realized that uh, I was able to I was able to hang with some, with somebody like that and earn his respect. Sure. You know, I, I think a lot of people would have uh, liked you had to pick Miles Thomas because he is, uh, <laughs> you know, at least shut him up for a night, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's all over the place. That yeah, he's, he's from. He, you know, he's like a kid in a candy store, just on a sugar rush. You know, it just... he's got way too much energy. <laughs> yeah, right. Way too much energy. <laughs> he's a marathon runner. He's a doctor. I mean, this guy is a. He, he's phenomenal. He doesn't stop moving. <laughs> no, he doesn't stop moving, sure. man. You know, when, when you're home, right, and you have some downtime now, and, and what do you like to do when you're in your own space? Uh, so when I'm just relaxing, having some da- downtime, it's consists of either watching The Office, All right. <laughs> uh, or yeah, <laughs> uh, or just watching watching wrestling. I I. I think I watch wrestling more than I do anything else, probably. Um, especially, especially on my downtime. Uh, I go to the gym and I do cardio and I watch wrestling. I go home and I lay down before I go to bed. I watch wrestling. I watch wrestling const- constantly. If I'm sitting in my car waiting to go somewhere, I'm watching wrestling. Uh, I just always, I just want to learn as much as possible, so I watch as much stuff as I can, especially with places that I want to work at. Uh, I watch, you know, a lot of their old stuff to see what their fans like and what their company uh, enjoys. So, yeah, there's, I guess there's no downtime because it's wrestling, 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 twenty four seven. Now, do you have any, um, you have any like hidden talents or any, you know, hobbies that anybody wouldn't know that you would have? Not really. I don't really have any like hidden talents. I used to play guitar. And bass when I was younger, so I guess that's like a hidden talent. But I don't really remember how to play yeah. uh, as good as I used used to. Uh, really, yeah, I played basketball growing up. So like, I guess playing basketball is a hidden talent, but it's not really hidden because I'm I'm pretty public about it. Everybody can't play basketball, you know? but uh, <laughs> no, I don't really. I guess I don't really have any any hidden talents. I should probably find find one because that's a that's. That'd be pretty cool if I had a hidden, if I had a cool talent, but I don't. Yeah. My talent is wrestling, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What What's your favorite episode of The Office? Ooh, that is a. I do like the the very last episode just because it's. It's you're watching, um, watching it end, and you're like, it's cool to see every see the uh, all the characters like reflect on what has happened throughout the entire. Uh, the entire uh, series or uh, show, so I guess the the last episode, uh, Belschnickel is pretty funny. So uh, <laughs> you know, my my girlfriend got me really into The Office. I wasn't yeah. a huge fan of it until we started dating. So she uh, forced me to watch it, yeah. and uh, I just kind of like I just stuck with it and started liking it. So I love the convict episode. 
prison mic. Yes. Like he locks yeah. them all in the <laughs> <conference> room. <laughs> you, ever, uh, you ever watch any of the like the originals and like the the England version? No, like I've never gotten around to watch to watching. I, I've seen like a, I've seen like a few episodes like yeah. here and there, but I've never gotten around to watching the entire thing. Yeah. That's probably my uh my next uh my next venture of TV shows I should watch is the uh, the original Office. <laughs> oh, I don't think they're that good. <laughs> but next time you go to England, then you just put it on. So yeah, you relate yeah, to the local, yeah, right? Yeah, that, that's yeah. That'll be my uh, that my way to like some Doctor Who. That may be my way to like talk to everybody when I go out to like the bars or whatever. I'm like, oh, the like the the Office UK, and like try to make some references for, references like, from there. This guy, what is he talking about? What the Office? <laughs> oh, just be like, I like William Regal, right? <laughs> right, I mean, and then like, yeah. <laughs> the Bulldogs, right, like, right. I, you can relate with uh, British people, I guess, pretty well. I guess, yeah, with the, with the wrestling. I do enjoy the, the British wrestling style, so I guess I can relate in that way. Yeah, right? Danny Birch and stuff like that. Just, you know, just keep throwing out some English wrestlers, right? Finley. Um, you know, it's funny that you, you know, this this has been a long time coming, but it, it all kind of started, right, at Pro Wrestling Explosion, right? I mean... He kicked you right in the by accident. No, he came off the rope right and he hit you. Fre- by yeah, accident, Freddie right? hit, hit me by accident yeah. off the off the top the top rope. And, so that was uh, yeah. yeah you, you didn't take that really well. No, I think that was more of a uh, like spur of the moment type type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that momentary like hesitation cost us our uh, our undefeated streak mm-hmm. at PWE, and uh, I kind of took my frustrations out on Freddie. Um, and then we had some some back and forwards, and we had the the match at Philomoka uh, in February, and you know I there's no ill will towards Freddie. Mm-hmm. I think it was just that spur of the moment, like I can't believe you cost us this this undefeated streak mm-hmm. that made me um, made me like lash out on at him. Sure. So that I think that was just more of a a spur of the moment type thing, uh, but hey, Freddie got injured and I took his spot against Joe Gacy, so. <laughs> <laughs> but that, like real quick though, you know, that match Brody hits him with the shell right, the magic conch, and, and you get the pinfall, and then you go for like this is hilarious, you go for like a hug, <laughs> and he just like no, he doesn't even move right <laughs> like, and then you want him to raise your hand like where does that stuff come from? Uh, <laughs> is that just pure excitement after winning a match against your, you know, former partner? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was kind of. I didn't. I wasn't expecting uh, Brody to do that. So when you know when I see it happen, in my in my mind, I'm like, oh my god! It just it just gave me a gift, <laughs> a gift of a vic- a victory here, and I can start my own undefeated streak, which I didn't because I lost to Joe Gacy. But that's near, that's uh, that's another topic. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I get like super excited, but I don't know if Brody did it to help me in spite of Freddie, because he didn't show any emotion after that. But Brody has never shown much emotion, so oh. I shouldn't have expected anything anything else. Yeah, it looked like you know, like in Super Bowl, like when you're watching like you know football players like do like a chest bump, like he went right for the hug and like he just didn't like, move. <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't nudge at all. It wasn't. I don't even think he looked at me. I don't even think he looked at me and knew I was even coming at him. That's hilarious. That, that uh, I mean, it was a good. That was a great victory for you for sure. But yeah, like after the match, I just couldn't stop laughing. That yeah, that... I had to rewind that a couple times. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, you know, you said you watch a lot of wrestling. You know, with uh, as great as wrestling is, there's a lot of heartaches that come with wrestling. Who would you say is probably the worst tag team breakup? That you've ever seen in wrestling, the worst tag team breakup that I've ever seen in wrestling, besides me and Freddie. That besides was you and Freddie, that the, was the, the one, uh, the one that you saw. Uh, now we talking about like worst, as in like it just had no effect on anybody, or worst like worse in a good way. Worse in a good way. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, so in 2014, I started to get back into re- into wrestling. Uh-huh. Uh, and when I came back back into wrestling, the Shield was like a huge thing. Yeah. And so I so I started watching like a bunch of like stuff that they were doing before that, back in like 2012, 2013. And I was at the Payback pay per view 
when they wrestled Evolution. Yeah. And the next day, I got on a flight to Arizona to go on vacation with my family. And I remember sitting by the pool, and whatever time it was, I ran up to the room. I was like, I got to watch Raw, I got to watch Raw. Yeah. And the second I turned the TV on, the first thing I see is Seth Rollins hit, uh, <laughs> hit uh, Roman Reigns with the chair. Yeah. And it just like, at that point, I was like, I was so, like, it. I think that was a moment where I like got really sucked back into wrestling, yeah, and it was yeah. like, it made me, it made me realize how much I loved loved wrestling and why, and I don't know why I ever got got out of uh, watching it. So they, that was prop that uh, I guess that was the worst in a good way was because pretty, I, was, I was gonna say that one yeah, too. That, yeah, that, that was heartbreaking. That was like what? I think it was just so because they they didn't even really have like problems. It was so, it was yeah, just, it was, like, it was just so out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. It was like what is this? So it was a plan B, you know? Always a plan B. That's for sure. He bought in. I mean, that was some great stuff back then, too. And that that was great because you didn't really see that coming. Because these guys are on top of the world, right? Yeah. They were selling all this merchandise and the height of it. They just, uh, I mean, they kind of teased it a little bit before that. but Yeah, but it was was nothing that was like, oh, I definitely see this coming. So I think that was what makes it the worst slash best, is that it was so... So out of nowhere, and it, it, like everyone had to take a back seat and was like, "I don't know what's going on. Why did this happen?" And then yeah. it just everything uh, uh, going forward after that was like, you just you've seen the reason that they did it, and they they took all three of them and made them their own separate. Yeah, it worked uh, out separate. Probably. Yeah, it was. I like that you picked that and not like the Rockers or the Mega Bucks. I feel like everybody says the Rockers. I just look at it as what I have, what I was like around for, and what I was wa- watching. Because yeah. uh, I didn't stop, I didn't start watching wrestling really until 2007. So I was like late. I was probably was probably 10 at the time when I started watching wrestling. So like, I didn't really get to see like the Attitude Era stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I have I've gone back and watched it, watched all this everything, but uh, like from what I remember being a wrestling fan, that was like. Yeah. So, like, what? What's yeah, going on? That's crazy. I think the biggest breakup around that time was Deuce and Domino, you know? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was a huge Deuce and Domino fan, man. Jerry Come was on. awesome. I, I was Jerry. a huge Deuce and Domino fan. <laughs> I was going to say it was probably like DX, but they, they freaking turned on each other like 20 times, man. Oh, Triple yeah. H and Shawn Michaels is just like... Yeah, you got so used to Shawn Michaels turning on everybody. He he was like a partner. He just super kicked everybody. That was his thing. The funniest was like John Cena. You know, like he knew it was coming. He just didn't know when. Yeah, that was uh, leading up to to mania or like yeah. it was right after mania. Mania, I think it yeah, was. It was phenomenal, right? He just knew it was coming. Or uh, the one that was like he teamed up for like a night or something like that it was like Hogan, and he knocks Hogan yeah. right in the oh, face. Oh, that was a crazy right? one too. Like, you that know, was pretty crazy. And like out of nowhere too, like he just lays him out and like, you know, that match well that's a different match for another day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's overselling and stuff like that. That was incredible. Um but yeah, I mean, um what when you look at further down the road, you know, um, you know, do you wanna be the fan favorite? Do you wanna be, you know, disliked by the by the fans, or is it just about your goals and, and whether you Stay that course or not, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I look at it as the fans are going to cheer for who they want to cheer for. They're going to oh. boo who they want to boo. And if half the crowd's booing me and half the crowd's cheering me, then that's that's fine by me because at least they're reacting. Mm-hmm. It's when they're just silent is when it's a problem and it's when it's time to change. Um, so, yeah, going forward, if fans want to cheer me, if they want to boo me, you know, they can, they can do whatever they feel is uh, necessary or whatever they... They they want, um, you know. I'm just gonna continue to be me. I'm not gonna change who I am just because a fan is doesn't uh, agree with what I'm do what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna change who I am because a fan is like going crazy for what I'm doing. I'm not gonna I'm gonna keep keep true to myself. And if like I said, if they want to boo, if they want to cheer. That's you buy a ticket to a show. You have the right to do whatever. You have the right to uh, to react however you feel. Yeah, for sure. Now. Going forward, like, are there places that you're eyeing that you want to wrestle? Are there opponents that you're eyeing that you want to wrestle? Definitely. Uh, so I have gone to uh, Unch- Uncharted Territory for Beyond. Uh, I've gone a few times uh, just to kind of help out with the ring. Uh, so I so Beyond is definitely 
as of right now, one of the top uh, places I want to work work for uh, in the future. Uh, Opponent-wise, uh, I was really looking forward to wrestling Sammy Callahan at uh, at the rec center. Uh, unfortunately, due to due to his impact uh, commitments, he can't make it. So Anthony Green was on my list of guys I wanted to work. So I'm glad I'm going to get a chance to step into the ring with him. Uh, I'm trying to think of Austin Theory would be somebody mm-hmm. who I would definitely love to love to work with. Uh, I've never wrestled Moff. I've never wrestled Dan Moff. You know, it's it, it's I want that moment of wrestling somebody who helped train me. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I've never I've we've never even been in the same ring together. Like Battle Royal, Rumble, nothing. Oh, we've man. never even like never even been in this through the curtain at the same time. So uh, Dan Moff, if you're listening, I'm laying out the challenge now. <laughs> He's calling him out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty big. You're calling a shot. You know? Calling my it's, shot. It's like, it's like you get worse and worse, man. You went from Final <laughs> Beast. Now you're like, damn, mom. Like, oh, hey, man, if someone's going to give you the opportunity, you got to make it for God, yourself. Hey, you said yeah. it. And then he goes in the singles. Damn, mom goes back to being the <laughs> He's ducking me. He's yeah. ducking, ducking you me, mom. Right? You're ducking me, mom. <laughs> You might have to team up with Delaware. <laughs> right? I mean, Me and Delaware yeah, are coming like for Scent of Slaughter. Are, yeah, like, like Warriors are wrestling. Right? Yeah. Just find like, a different partner every time. <laughs> you know, that's crazy that you've been able to adjust to, to a singles and a tag team. And that is a pretty tremendous thing that you've been able to uh, accomplish. Um, and that, that's funny that you picked those guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, you have Retro AG coming up. And this guy, I mean, he was in the first match on the WWE Network for Evolve, that pay-per-view. You know, you know, he's another guy. He knows what they look for now. You know what they look for being part of Impact. You know, uh, being a part of the Fight TV that they mm-hmm. the Twitch thing on uh, WrestlePro and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, do you have a game plan for Anthony Green? Uh, I mean, you can't really. The way I look at it is, you can't really game plan for anybody because yeah. nowadays people are so so good at changing up their stuff. You know, on the fly in the ring, um, so you just gotta co- you gotta co- go into them into a match like that with so many different game plans and pick and choose which is right for that for a moment like that. Um, but Anthony Green is he's you know like you said he's making his name everywhere. He's he's signed with Evolve. He's wrestled on WWE Network. He competes for Beyond Chaotic, mm-hmm. all these types of places, um, and. Like I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting into the ring with him. Uh, per, I personally, mm-hmm. I like Anthony Green, but uh, once the bell rings, no mercy, no mercy is getting shown towards the retrosexual. Yeah. He comes out with those platinum honeys, right? Are you gonna bring <laughs> some? Are you gonna bring your own honeys to I'm gonna the ha- ring? I'm, I might, I might have to. I'm either have to bring my own honeys or steal his honeys away from him. Uh, I, 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 you know. <laughs> yeah, get some cheerleaders. Yeah, that's what we need. I think if you went after his uh, his honeys, you might be a dead man. <laughs> I might be a dead man at that point. That might not, might not be the game plan going yeah, right. into that match. Man, so. Anthony Green, he's kind of hot now too, man. He just he came off the um, the Garden State Invitational with yeah. Yeah. as well, he's, and you know double trophies. Yeah, got it. Got the Garden State Invitational. He's yeah. got the vaca- uh, Vacation Land Cup. Yeah. from uh, Limitless. Yeah, he's uh, he's a ca- current Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. The dude mm-hmm. is a. Uh, it is doing everything that any independent wrestler could want to do. Yeah, just yeah, a goal. And Colin, I don't Might know if he'll, I don't know if Colin will admit it, but during the press conference, everybody's picking all these people, homicide, uh, all everybody that was there. I'm like, I told him, I said, dude, Anthony Green is gonna win the tournament. He's like, Anthony Green? He was like, what? I was like, dude. He's the obvious. I mean, choice, how can you? Man. I mean, how can you bet against somebody like Homicide, who's been who's been around forever and done yeah. literally every, literally everything you can yeah. in wrestling, not just on the indies, yeah. but on like global sure. platforms. Uh, but Anthony Green is he's a young guy, he's taking advantage of opportunities he's getting. Yeah. So he's just it's only a matter of time before he is on your TV screen regularly. Colin got mad because I picked everybody to win that tournament. <laughs> there wasn't anybody that I left out. I mean, that tournament had some had some really good talent in it. Yeah. Really good talent. So it definitely was hard to pick a uh, winner of that. I was so surprised to see Steve Mack there and replace Christian at like the last moment. Yeah. But like, it's so weird. 
because I was like, when he walked there, I was like, yo, this guy's, this is my guy now. I can't, I can't not pick the <laughs> other people in this tournament. <laughs> can't bet against, can't bet against them. So, and it, but like he had a hell of a match with Homicide. I mean, the week before, I mean, teaming up with KTV, uh, it's incredible. You know, that's another guy I feel like people should learn from too because yeah, he's, definitely. he's done so much uh, in tag team gen singles as well. Yeah, I, wish had, I had an opportunity to wrestle uh, Steve Mack for the uh, for the Lyle C. Williams Memorial Show for uh, for CCW. Yeah, Mike Dell, right? It was uh, yeah, it was me, uh, Steve Mack, Mike Dell, and Eric Corvus. So yeah. that was actually my first time wrestling all three of those guys. Uh, so that was uh, that was a fun experience. Uh, Steve Mack, again, this is another guy who has just crazy amounts of knowledge. He can just drop on you because he's been he's been around. He's done everything. So just that's the opportunity I take when I go to shows like that. Is I'll just sit with, with guys like that and just pick their brains and figure out what they've done in their career, what to do, what not to do. So it's uh, and the cool thing about that match, it was like tiers of different levels of years wrestling. Mm -hmm. You know, Mac was probably the most Corvus following behind. You know, mm -hmm. Dell and then maybe you, right? Mm -hmm. And all of you guys coming from, you know, three different, four different spots in in wrestling history. You know and what a dream match that was. I'm sure you felt mm -hmm. the same way. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely really, really cool. Mike Dell was uh I had trained with Mike when I'd first started a little bit, mm -hmm. um, at Create at Creative Pro. Uh he went his sep his separate way, started doing his own thing. Uh Eric Corvus, you know, was out of wrestling when I had started. So I didn't really get to see much of much of his until until recently, until that match. Um, and then obviously you know Steve right. Mack has literally done like I said has done everything in yeah. in wrestling. Yeah, those Rexon just have some body prints on those walls. Yeah. And then, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and oh yeah. The people that he's throwing against those walls. <laughs> so, so much. So for such a mean guy, he's just such a nice guy. Yeah, right. He's, he's <laughs> so, a lovable dude. For he's sure. so nice. We definitely love him. <laughs> Uncle Mac there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, going forward, you know, you have these great matches coming up. Um, you know, where, where can people connect with you on social media if they want to, you know, stay in touch with your career and maybe follow your matches on online? Uh, you can get me on Instagram at TJ Crawford Wrestling. You can get me on Twitter at TJC Wrestling. Uh, if you look up TJ Crawford on YouTube, I have my own page. I post mat matches whenever I can. Um, and yeah, that's uh, and then on obviously on Facebook at, T at TJ Crawford. Uh, Give me a like. Like I said, I think I've told you before, I'm trying to get that Pro Wrestling T store set up. So the more people, more followers I get, the easier it's going to be to, to set that up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely follow. I saw your, your highlight reel you put together. Yep. So that's pretty dope. Check that out for sure. Um, and, you know, we just we just want to thank you for coming through today, man. No, I don't thank you guys for having me. This is, I, uh, like I said, I've, it's been it's been over a year probably since I've been, since I've been here. And now that I, uh, I live so close, I'm not going to give away where i live but uh now that i live live a lot closer uh, i definitely wanted to yeah. get back get back with you guys and share everything that i have to say with the with the audience sure we definitely appreciate it and um for us we're wrestling iq 101 you can find us facebook instagram twitter youtube at wrestling iq 101 uh you can follow us subscribe like listen to this episode here on youtube and on the B Plus Player Network. And for this episode, we're out. See you soon. Peace.